passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Now, here's your host, Tyler, Tyler Vazquez and Gunnar Jackson. To the final nine game stretch, and specifically the Houston Texans. Fresh off an ATV ride of his own is Paul Dettino, my co host. I'm Sean Morris. Paul, hello, how are you? Good morning, Sean. Very well rested and happy to report today as we tape this on a Thursday. It is a very rare Thursday off for the Giants as they altered their schedule coming out of the bye. Well, that's interesting. Is that going to be a permanent thing or just for one week? Just for this week. He brought the guys back on Monday. They didn't practice until Tuesday and Wednesday. Gave them off Thursday as they could kind of recover from what would be a lot of soreness after 48 hours of physical activity. And then they'll get back to work on Friday, followed by a walkthrough on Saturday. I don't hate that. And again, you know, this is going to be interesting and we're going to get into all the parameters of this. So Brian Dable coming off a bye. We always have heard about other guys' records off bye weeks. So I'm going to see interested in how the team responds, you know, a game that they should win. And we'll get into all of that. So, Paul, first, forget forget the team for a second. Your bye week Sunday, was it consumed with football? Have you recharged and refreshed at all? You know what, Sean? I had a college game to do on Saturday, so it was kind of like a football weekend anyway. There wasn't a lot of different variations to it. Uh, And then on Sunday, uh, you know, like all of us, we wound up getting glued to the games that were on TV anyway, because that's what we do. And great games, too. It was a great slate all around. I was into it. Uh, at least that early slate was unbelievable. The Jets have their upset and everything that goes with it. But it was missed. I mean, the Giants were missed on Sunday. And I'm so glad to have them back. May I add to you, Sean, getting the chance to watch the full slate of games, and, and I was going all over the place. I must have watched at least four or five different uh, sections mm-hmm. of different games. I think the National Football League officials are letting a lot more go in the secondary than, than what we have seen in recent years. There's a lot of clutching and grabbing and 
quote, incidental contact that's not getting flagged for defensive pass interference. It was very obvious to me on Sunday. In fact, even Josh Allen's last-minute bomb against the Jets that could have changed the outcome of that game, you saw the tugging of the jersey going on. and there's Yeah, no I mean, Gabe Davis was pushing off a little as well. They are letting more go, except if you're running a pick play, in which case the Giants get flagged for every single one of those throughout <laughs> the year. Uh, that. And by the way, you know, it's funny you say that, because I have NFL Sunday ticket, and I try to watch as many of the games as possible, and I do the same thing. I bounce around. I'm more of a fan of that than the NFL red zone. Let me tell you this, Paul, too. Something that I was convinced only the Giants have been called for constantly all year is happening all over. You may say they're letting everything go in the secondary. Every week, every game is getting more and more. I feel like a legal formation with the taboo penalty this year. I don't know. I don't know if offenses are becoming so much more complex that either, you know, guys are having trouble getting set or maybe the refs are having trouble keeping up with what's legal and what's not. But every time I'm watching a game, I think it's only the Giants. It's not. There's a million illegal formations called all over the place. I agree with you. I think that's the other trend that I have noticed throughout the first couple of months of the season. And you're right in that I have not been able to identify why that's happening. Is it the fact that the refs are confused and they're not sure and they're just throwing the laundry? Is it that the players are confused? Is it that the formations are really illegal? Uh, At some point in time, maybe after the season's over, somebody from the league will address this at the league meetings and will be able to understand exactly how this trend came about. But it's it's very obvious, and, and I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Okay. And on that note, into Giants football, Paul, obviously the biggest story around the Giants is what happened to Xavier McKinney on the bye week. And before we actually, I guess, go full bore into the ramifications of the team, let me just say this. I don't like that this has become almost like a a whose side are you on either or scenario with the Giants fan base. It feels like you're either very supportive of, hey, McKinney made a mistake, guys could do whatever they want on the buy, or basically trial by fire on McKinney because how dare he put the team in that position. I don't know, Paul. I mean, from my perspective, I look at it this way. Xavier McKinney is such an important part of the team that part of the disappointment is – we, we don't want to push him out of town, run him out of town with all of this because you want him to be healthy. You want the best from this. Clearly seems like it may be a little worse than even we thought by the by, by the basic Instagram post. And on the same time, you know, guys should be allowed to go away and do what they want. But I think we all are at an age where we understand, you know, ATVs are ATVs because the, the fear of danger is part of the experience with it where I would prefer the guy not do that and do more sitting by the pool and beach than that kind of excursion. Yeah, I I think to be honest with you, the FBI or CIA type inquisition that the writers put on him in front of his locker the other day was way overboard and unwarranted. Uh, In my opinion, I look at the guy's track record during his tenure with the team, and I see someone who's been a pro's pro, been exemplary every step of the way since he came out of school and became a giant. And so in this particular case, was he a little more reckless than you would have liked? Uh, potentially. Again, without knowing, none of us were there, so we don't know exactly what went down. But I do think you, you, as a coach, you always tell your players when they go away, hey, guys, be smart, be careful, use good judgment. And I, I'm not in a position to say he was reckless or not, but if he was a bit reckless, let's just hope that that's a one-off and it doesn't happen again. Yeah. 
Well, and that's the thing. It's not like he has a track record of being, you know, defiant, being, you know, thrill seeker. And by the way, there was that, you know, Instagram post of Jihad Ward, you know, doing a wheelie on the ATV. That's being a little reckless. Uh, that popped up that he did that on the bye week as well. I mean, maybe this stuff happens more and we just don't see it because we're away for the bye. But when an injury happens like that, I'm so, you can't help but feel a little bit annoyed. Now, it doesn't mean, again, you have to hate Xavier McKinney and think he's a, you know some kind of cancer to the team because he's not. But it's okay to be annoyed because, Paul, this is the way I look at it. I think you and I, we follow the Giants very closely to so many of our listeners. I think if you were a smart enough Giant fan to follow the team, you could probably make the case if you had to pick three guys that this specific version of the Giants could ill afford to lose for a lengthy period of time. I'm sorry. I think Xavier McKinney is one of them. Clearly, Andrew Thomas is another. I'd make the case both of those guys, even over Daniel Jones, since you have a Tyrod Taylor on the team. I mean, he is the captain. I mean, the, the ultimate chess piece with Wink Martindale. The fact of the matter is, this is going to be a big deal on the field. And I, I know Wink will do his best, and I'm sure they have pieces. Uh, you know, Dane Belton will get more experience. I'm interested in what happens with Pinnock and all of that, and they will find a way, and maybe they'll beat the bad teams. But it's hard to tell me that this won't be some kind of a big deal for the Giants on the back end. Actually, I see it exactly the opposite, Sean. Okay. Uh, from looking at from looking at this team, while I think McKinney is a Pro Bowl caliber player, I look at the Giants' depth chart, and I look at what they can put in there, and I look at the combinations that they can run with the kind of matchups that they use with Wink Martindale's very complex and always altering scheme. And I don't think it's that devastating of a loss, especially at this particular time against two weaker teams on their schedule. Now, if you want to talk to me in three weeks about how they're oh. playing Dallas and Washington and they don't have one of their key co-captains, I buy it a little bit more at that time. But well, the Paul, truth that's of the matter Paul. is... Yeah. I mean, as you said, that, that is part of it. Yes, we understand the next two games... I, the way McKinney's talking, and I don't know because I'm not at the facility, clearly this is multiple fingers. They put him on this NFI list. I'm, am I wrong? I mean, I got the vibe. This is probably more than these four weeks here. Mm, hard to say. I, I, I talked to McKinney myself uh, away from the crowd, and he's very optimistic about being able to play again this season. What timetable? It all depends on how quickly he heals. He had two fingers that he had to have surgery on, broken bones, obviously. Uh, he's got a plastic cast on his hand. Now, does that mean four weeks? Does it mean five? Does it mean six? Look, I don't know. But here's what I do know. We've talked about Dane Belton before. He is one hell of an accomplished and mature rookie. And Wink Martindale thinks the world of him. We, we also know that they've got Landon Collins and they've got Jason Pinnock. They've got enough of things they can do schematically. I believe in Wink, and I just don't think this is going to be on the field quite as big a loss as some people think, especially since Julian Love gets the green dot. And as I've said before, it's time to stop calling him duct tape. He is a damn good free safety. He's a he smart is. player. And, and to be frank with you, the beauty of this is he is the deep safety. Remember, X, or Xavier McKinney, if you prefer, is more of the strong safety type who they do other things with in the box. Well, that's good because that's what Pinnock and Collins and Dane Belton can do. Those other three guys are not as adept to be playing the deep free safety center field type position that Love does. So I would maintain to you that they'd be worse off if Love was out of the lineup instead of McKinney. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Well, I mean, again, unless I'm I'm reading all of this wrong, Dane Belton feels like he's going to be playing a lot of deep like he did in camp here, and they are going to move Love around a little more, Paul. Is that not the case? I don't necessarily think that's going to happen that way. We'll see. Okay. Again, I think it's a matchup issue. you got to remember something, Sean. Everything Wink does is week-to-week matchup. In fact, it change right. during quarters and halves. So do I think that both of those guys – could potentially interchange during the course of a game? Sure. But Julian Love is more of the center fielder here. I I don't think there's much doubt in terms of their skill sets and their capabilities. That doesn't mean they can't swap off some. Okay, so then there's two other guys I want to hit on off the bias result. One, and you mentioned him, I am very curious about the role of Jason Pinnock here because he was brought over with the Jets. Remember, that was the first signing they made before Tony Jefferson to up the safety room. That was a guy who played a lot of snaps for the Jets at safety, and he was a guy in a numbers game with the Jets that people thought had a lot of ability, a lot of talent, and he's hung around here all season playing some special team snaps and whatnot, and we haven't seen a lot of him on the defense, and we know he can start on defense, and this was a guy you know on a normal situation in a normal safety room probably doesn't get cut from the Jets. I mean, are, are we going to see that the Giants maybe have an uncovered gem here in Jason Pinnock with the McKinney absence? I think that's a show-me situation, Sean. To be frank with you, uh, because he has been primarily a special teams player, and then, of course, was a bit nicked up, uh, he he has really not had an opportunity to do anything on defense. So I don't know. I'm I'm being frank with you. I don't know. See, and the reason I say that, because some people will say, well, don't you see what he saw with with the Jets? He certainly did some good things with the Jets. He was not a flame out. This is a guy who got caught in the numbers game. So he is a, a viable talent. But now that he's with Wink, we've already seen what Wink has done with Fabian Moreau, who right. I, you could call him a journeyman. And right now, he's playing like a quality starter in this league. So yeah. I, I, I don't even know if it's fair to to project what Pinnock might be based on what he did in a Jets uniform. Wink Martindale seems to be able to bring out the absolute maximum from every one of the guys that he's had on defense this year. So let's just see what he does with Pinnock and hope for the best. Okay, and on the offensive side of the ball here, Paul, well, first of all, just real quickly, a little quick anecdote. What happened with Crawford, the guy they signed to the practice squad, and a day later got cut? Do we know what happened with Nick they, Williams they, out for the year? 
Yeah, they they did not give out any information, but typically when something like this happens, uh, they bring the guy in, he agrees to his deal, he comes in and signs, and then they find out overnight that he didn't pass his physical, and then they're forced to jettison him. Typically, that's what happens. Okay, because that was obviously something where somebody was familiar with Wink Martindale. Clearly, they have a hole here with Nick Williams out. I guess you're going to get a lot more Jelly Ellis here in this spot. But, hey, it is what it is. Now, offensively, Paul, I'm getting sucked in. I'm getting sucked in on Kenny Galladay, okay? I was let down at no trade at the deadline. The Giants added Isaiah Hodgins, obviously, from Buffalo. But here's the crux of it with Kenny Galladay. We all know he's never going to be worth the $90 million in that contract. We all know he was a major disappointment to start this year early in the year. And last year, based on injuries, I mean, he's dropping passes, running backwards in games like the Dallas game and Carolina game. Uh, and then he gets hurt, and we haven't seen him since then. Got hurt, you know, the same time as Sterling Shepard. Now the Giants have a major need here. And I think that they've at least, if we've taken a deep breath, established that their guy who has big playability to burn a defense is Darius Slayton. The kind of jack-of-all-trades slot guy is Wondell Robinson. There is a distinct role here as that other receiver, that big-bodied guy, and that Kenny Galladay, if he is the Kenny Galladay somewhat of old Ken Phil. Here's what I like about Kenny Galladay. Everything he says is like, that's awesome. That's a professional way of saying things. That's a professional way of handling. I'm here. I've never been a part of a six and one team. He's not sounding like a disgruntled diva wide receiver who signed a big deal and is getting frozen out of playing time. This is a guy saying all the right things in a team first mentality. And that's something you can get behind. And here I am, damned if I am. Uh, I think Kenny Galladay might have a little something to tank and contribute down the second half. And maybe I'm a fool. Oh, Sean, I don't want to tease you here, but in talking to some of his teammates yesterday after practice, they told me that Kenny Galladay had his two best practices of the year this week. That that tickles me, Paul. That tickles me in the old undercarriages. I really hope that's the case. I'm very excited. I want, I want to get Kenny Galladay going. Now, remember... I know this is bananas because we went through the end of the Joe Judge era, Mike Glennon, you know, not being able to move the ball. But there was a period of time at the beginning of last year when Kenny Galladay was signed, the Saint game. Even moments, I know he was frustrated in the Washington game, where you looked at him, he would be able to catch a pass even without separation. And he just, he looked like a number one wide receiver. It looked different when he caught the ball, the moving after catching the ball. The Giants haven't had that. And clearly, Kadarius Tony gone. They haven't had that. So, if he doesn't have to worry about being somebody he's not, being able to get behind a D-back for 60 yards and throw a touchdown because Slayton can carry that role, if he's not necessarily worried about the quick, you know, shovel pass two yards because Wandell has that role, I mean, contested catches, you know, into the red zone, that's the kind of stuff that's been missing from the offense. Like, it's all there. I mean, he fits the prototype of what the offense is missing. You know, Sean, if he simply goes out this week and has four catches for 65 yards, but all four catches are for first downs, I'm good with that. Of course. I don't even need I don't even need a touchdown out of him. What I need out of Kenny Galladay is to help this defense move the chains and control the game. Specifically, if he can come up with a 12-yard catch on third and eight, that's a beautiful thing. I mean, of course, absolutely. Uh, with that, Paul, as we look ahead and we talk offensively here versus the Houston Texans as we kind of try to get into the game. And again, we'll get to our fantasy picks, our score picks and everything in just a little bit. This is one giant step with Sean Morris and Paul Dettino. All right, so we come out here in the second half. Kenny Galladay could be ready to go. Shane Lemieux is now practicing as well. We'll see. He's got to earn his way back into the offense. Are we under the exception? Is Zudu going to start at left guard this week? 
I believe that he will. Uh, it looks to me like uh, Gates is primarily going to be the backup center or potentially if Feliciano runs in any trouble, uh, okay. he would be the first guy up there. But I do think Azudu is going to hold on to that left guard spot, at least for the time being. Okay, so the reason I'm bringing up all the offensive pieces is I do think no matter, and I'm going to disagree with this in Paul a little bit, I think Love is going to be fine there. I, I do think that the Giants are, you know, it's going to take a little time to figure out this new role without Xavier McKinney. And I'm not saying that the Texans have this offense that's going to exploit them. They don't. But I think it's now time to ask the Giant offense, Paul, hey, defense down a little bit. We still don't have Ojalar. You don't have X-Man. You guys are getting Kenny Galladay back. Offensive line's getting more cohesive. I, the team's got to start scoring some more points here, and, and there's no better recipe for this. Now, Texans have some young corners like Derek Stingley. They're not totally awful on defense, but it's not like they're out there just destroying teams defensively either. I mean, we saw basically the Texans throw uh, the Titans throw for 55 yards on him. It was all Derek Henry running the ball. Saquon Barkley now a week off with the shoulder injury. I Paul, I think that this game for the Giants is a game where. It's got to start the base level. I want to see, you know, get to 27 points, whether it's running wild or whatever. Let the offense start to feel good about itself moving forward here in the second half starting this week. Yeah, I understand the point, Sean. And in, in a general scope, I agree with you. But at the same time, you're looking at a Houston team that is just absolutely atrocious against the run. They're giving up over 180 yards a game. They're dead last in the National Football League. And you remember two weeks ago, the Titans ran for over 300 yards against yeah. them. And King Henry had over 200 by himself. Could be a big save so, one day for sure. So so to me, <laughs> I mean, it just makes no sense to be just airing the ball out. Well, I'm not saying to air it out, Paul. I'm just asking to score a lot. If you score a lot on the ground, that's fine. But well, while you're running the ball and establishing, if Saquon's running nuts, perfect time to keep moving in the play action then. Open up that defense a little bit. Get Slayton well, behind a defender. Just remember this, okay? Two weeks ago when Tennessee ran for over 300 yards against them, they only beat Tennessee, uh, They only beat the Texans 17-10. to 10. They only scored 17 points. And they ran for over 300 yards. Yeah. Because what happens is you munch up the clock yeah, when you basically bludgeon this team into right. the ground. Yeah, and I mean, so I... you have fewer possessions and therefore fewer points. So, you know, I know we're not getting into the score right at the moment, but it, it doesn't lend itself. If you're just going to run the ball 35, 40 times and beat these people into the depths of the swamp, uh, you're not going to wind up putting up a lot of points. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. 
right. If that's what happens, sure. I mean, it's also Malik Willis thrown for 55 yards. I shouldn't expect that out of Daniel Jones. That was a rookie's first start. And also, I, I mean, to that point, Paul, last week, 14-14 Thursday night football, I mean, the Eagles were able to run an extreme bounce where they ran it down the throats of the Texans. But then sure. the plays were there. Clearly, we don't have A.J. Brown, and I'm not acting like we do. But I just – look, this is – there are times on a schedule, if you were a, a playoff team, which we all think the Giants are marching towards being now, where you know some might have not thought that, I didn't think that preseason, where you just need to feel good about yourselves and make your mark. And you're right, if they run wild and they don't pass the ball, fine. But I think this needs to be one of those games where I, a win's a win, and I understand that. I feel like the Giants' offense you know, morally needs to win this game and not, you know, win it 17-10. I, that's just me. I, I just think that would go a long way towards all these NFC East games coming up of feeling good about yourself offensively. Yeah, I know. I, I understand that. And, you know, this Houston team, in addition to being horrible against the run, and it probably stands to reason, they also are number one in the National Football League with 57 missed tackles as a team. Okay? <laughs> they, they are just... They're just not sound. They have two things going for them. They've got Pierce, who, in my opinion, is the front runner as the rookie of the year because he's one hell of a running back. He forces missed tackles. He runs with power. He runs for yards after contact. He's a very, very strong player. But, you know, that's all they've really got on offense. I'm not impressed with Mills, who is very, very streaky. And when he's not on a hot streak, He's about as inaccurate as any quarterback in this league, okay? Offensive line, ah, not that good either. So there's not much to write home about on that side of the ball. It's basically Pierce, Pierce, and more Pierce. And on defense, they've got a front four that does pressure the quarterback. Now, they don't finish it off because they're in the middle of the pack in the NFL in sacks. So they don't necessarily get home and finish the job but they do get an adequate amount of pressure from their front four against the pass. The rest of the defense doesn't really do a whole lot of anything. So if you look at this team, you know, you talk about the Parcells pass to victory. It's not real hard. They've only got like one real path to victory. And that is that Pierce can run it for 150 yards. They can control the clock and their front four can do enough that if you decide to pass it and be stupid, you're going to give their front four an opportunity to keep their defense somewhat respectable and in the game. I don't see the Giants playing that hand of cards. And that is the one thing, though, Paul, that does concern me about this. And again, if you remember, before the bye, we saw a switch defensively from Jalen Smith more to the mic while Tay Crowder to the will. This is a game where if, if Pierce gets past that first line of defense, I am very worried about linebacker exposure in this game and that leading to longer possessions for the Texans, even if they result in field goals and that leading to churning up of the clock. That is a path to a loss for the Giants if their linebackers, which are, let's face it, might be the weakest unit on the team, get extremely exposed in the run game again this week. Well, you recall two weeks ago, right before the bye, they held Seattle to, I think, 85 yards and three and a half yards of carry, which was the Giants' best performance against the run this season. I don't think it's a coincidence that Jalen Smith was moved to the inside backer spot. He played a season high, I think it was 84% of the snaps, and had a season high seven tackles. I think that was a great move. And I think Kenneth Walker, you know, was clearly limited. I would think they're going to do the same thing against Pierce. You know how I feel about Jalen Smith. 
He's a gap filler between the tackles. He's exactly the kind of guy who can contain a power running game inside the edges. That's what he does. I feel very good about that matchup for the Giants, and I also think you'll see Landon Collins activated for his third time this season. Which we act help. He will help stuff yeah. the box as well. I mean, is that going to be an active roster spot for Collins here coming up? I mean, he's. I think it'll be his third activation. You get three. Three. And then after that. Yeah, I mean, and they have the roster spot open right now with McKinney as well after that. So we shall see. Could be interesting here with Landon Collins. Real quickly before we get to score, game predictions, all of that. Another thing I didn't get to when talking about Galladay, Bellinger did meet with the media. Clearly, you could see the eye was still banged up, but he's seeing out of it. He admitted when he comes back, he's going to be wearing a visor. I mean, this isn't a physical injury, arms, legs, anything. It's it's the eyesight and the eye and wearing the visor. And I think as a result, as scary as it was, Paul, I didn't get the vibe that this is going to be much longer here for Daniel Bellinger. No, I, I suspect that uh, the optimism around the locker room, which has not only been exuded by him, but also Coach Brian Dable, uh, does indicate he'll be back sooner rather than later. Whether or not it's by Thanksgiving or maybe even the first week of December, whatever the case may be, I do think you're going to see him for the home stretch. He did say at the moment he's got a little bit of double vision in that left eye, which, oh. of course, over time will dissipate. So, he he's very lucky and he knows it. And I'm glad for him because my goodness, that looked like a potentially tragic situation for the young man. Yeah. So it'd be good to get him back here at some point. Going forward. Clearly that's another weapon that the Giants could use. I mean, geez, if Bellinger came back and continued his acceleration, you have Saquon. If Galladay gave you anything and now you start looking at Slayton getting better, Wandale getting better as a rookie. Well, suddenly the weapons don't necessarily look as awful as they looked at one point here. And maybe this is just, again, my optimism here ahead of the fight. All right, Paul, it's time for fantasy reality game picks, the whole nine yards. Uh, you know, started off with you fresh off the bye. What do you like here? Somebody get in the end zone, the reality of the game, a score. Give me everything. Well, again, I don't know what rules by fantasy we're going to play under here, but I like Jalen Smith to have a huge game against Pierce. I think he'll have okay. double digit tackles. Do you play in a fantasy league that gives you kind of points for those things? So there are leagues that exist where you could, you know, draft singular players, rack up tackles, sacks, all of that. That does exist. That's not necessarily the the normal, but those leagues absolutely exist. All right, well, I'm going to tell you that Jalen Smith's going to have a huge day. He's really going to bust out and give Pierce a hard time. And I'm going to tell you the Giants will probably get at least two turnovers out of Houston's offense. So play the Giants' defense in fantasy, bottom line, if they're getting turnovers. I I, I sure. don't disagree. I don't disagree. All right, do you have a game score prediction? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll give you 23-10, to 10 Giants. Uh, again, right. I don't think you're going right. to see a ton of points here, but I also don't think Houston's going to be able to do very much against Wink Martindale's defense. Okay, so there you have it. 23-10 is Paul's pick. Okay, the way I look at this game, I think the reality, Paul hit on a lot of it, right? Did the, the defense here getting turnovers? I think that they will get turnovers in this game. I think Fabian Moreau, by the way, wouldn't shock me to see him get an interception. He's owed one after that Jacksonville game from a couple weeks ago. And I think this is going to be a game where I think the Giants are going to run it between the 20s. But I do think that Daniel Jones is going to throw two touchdowns in this game. I think they will get in the red zone. They'll use some play fakes. So I'm going to give you Daniel Jones to throw a couple in this game. And and this is just a pure gut feeling. I picked him up on my own fantasy team. Chris Myrick 
I think is going to catch a touchdown pass in this game. He's he's run a lot of the passing tree that they've given to Bellinger here. Uh, I know he plays that hybrid fullback tight end role. Just a hunch. I think he gets in the end zone Sunday. With that, Paul, I'm going to tell you right now. I think that the Giants send a message here to start the second half, even after everything that's happened with Xavier McKinney. I think the Giants are getting a shutout on Sunday. I think they're getting a shutout and they're hooting and hollering. I think the Giants win a game 27 to nothing on Sunday, damn it. 27 to nothing. I'm going with the shutout. This defense has played too damn good not to have a moment like this this, this year. I'm giving it to them this week. I, I I don't know why. It's my my feeling. I think the Texans might drive, and that's when those turnovers come. Giants capitalize. Let's go. Well, you know, the Texans have been held under two touchdowns three different times this year. They haven't right. even scored 14 points. Well, yeah, it's so, not like I'm saying they're going to shut out the, uh, the last year's Rams. It's the Texans. Exactly. You know, this is a very anemic offensive team with a quarterback who, again, is streaky, inconsistent, and will give you the ball. So I don't I don't think you're out of line. If you're going to pick a Giants shutout this year, this is probably the team that they could do it against. That was my line of thinking. Wink's getting a shutout. It's got to happen this week. All right. I will add one other yeah. thing for you, though, before you go. The, t- the tight end situation. I know you guys know I'm a big fan of Lawrence Cage. Oh, boy. You, I'm just the, saying. I, I think you might be his father, Paul, at this point. The way You know what? About him. He was gone in Seattle. That was a touchdown waiting to happen, right. and Daniel Jones missed him. They have been working overtime, throwing throwing passes after practice. I'm just saying, I I still think that that's going to be a pickup that will pay dividends before the season is over. Okay, so look out for Lawrence Cager if you want a flyer on a tight end. All right, Paul, where can we follow your Giants coverage all weekend long here? At Giants WFAN. And you can follow me at CBS. All right, the bye week's over. Let's go beat the Texans. Thanks for taking one giant step with us.